financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to the Head of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is January 26th. 2023 and i am super excited about the day ladies and gentlemen i am coming to you today from the bahamas it is a beautiful warm day here in the bahamas i'm here to actually find out what is going on and what has gone on with sam bankman freed and what he has actually done to the community here in the bahamas but because of the fact that we are on in the middle of our learning series. You all will hear about the Bahamas and the Sam Bankman-Fried saga at a later date. But I have to tell you, that, ladies and gentlemen, that I know that the effects of FTX in the Bahamas with our people has been devastating. In fact, when I was on one of the other islands a couple of days ago and the young lady saw crypto on my uh, on my shirt, she immediately said, you know about Sam? And uh, I'm going to share that story at another time because again, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of our series and today we're going to be learning about blockchain. And so I am just overwhelmed and just ready to just bust wide open with what cryptocurrency can literally do for our community. And so I'm excited about that. And I am just going to start with the cryptocurrency quote today that says, if we continue to do the same things that we have done in the past, we are going to continue to get the same thing that we've been getting. And we have done our level best to be fair, to play fair, to do exactly as we were told to do. We have been told to go to school, get a good education, get a good job, save up for retirement. And yet and still today, not just in the United States, as I'm seeing all around the world, our community is suffering at the hands of those that want to continue to control us and control our money and make sure that the wealth is not transferred to the families that it needs to go to. And so as I sit here today, after doing a presentation last night to a group of individuals on the cruise ship, I am more than convinced that we have been bamboozled. I sit with people that are doctors, that are lawyers, that, you know, that have been in the financial services space for so long and the misconceptions that we have been given, the, the things that we have grown up believing, we have got to break the cycle. We've got to break the misinformation that has been given to us. And we have really got to push forward in a new direction. And I am so, so thankful to the most high. I am so thankful to everyone around me that is continuing to help 
educate the community, everybody that's in this fight to educate our community. I just want to say thank you, first and foremost, to each and every one of them, because I'm not doing this alone. Each and every one of us are playing our part in a different part of the country, in a different part of the world, in a different community. And so we're all pushing to make sure that financial literacy is what our community gets because we need it. We need to start with our babies. I am he I also was in Florida and I am baffled at the fact that they want to erase black history and they're trying to attribute erasing black history to the fact that that, that black history encompasses uh, transgender and whatever else they were talking about or teaching about. And so it just makes absolutely no sense to me, but it is totally, ladies and gentlemen, in line with what I have been sharing with you about this cryptocurrency space. Money is changing. Your options are changing. Where you live is changing. It's going to change. I'm telling you, it's going to change because things are really getting kind of strange around here. And I, it's, a, it's, it's in alignment with what I've stated that I really don't feel like black folks and brown folks, well, brown folks will probably be able to get by a little bit better because they, they pass as some something else at some times. But I'm just really feeling like black folks in America, we need to make sure that our options are in place because I just think we're going to have to live abroad to be comfortable and to be able to feel as though feel what we actually are. A lot of us know who we are. We know whose we are. We know what we are. We know who we belong to. And, uh, you know, the most high does not. I just, I cannot believe that he only wants us to be a, feel good and enjoy life in the hereafter. We're going to do that too. But I believe that here on earth, the most high has something great for us. And we have to step into that. We have to step in and know that we are who we, who the Bible tells us we are. We are great. We are magnificent. And to be great and magnificent, no, ladies and gentlemen, it does not take currency. It does not take money to make us, to, to be able to do that. But it does afford us the opportunity to have the things that we desire, have the things that we need, and to be comfortable. It is our turn. We have built this country we have done everything that we need to do. And so I am super excited. If you all can tell, I'm on my anticipatory tiptoes to get off this ship, to walk into Nassau, Bahamas and go and talk to the individuals that uh, had a lot of ramifications from the fact that Sam Bankman-Free lied and was a, uh, a nefarious actor who created, had fraud going on and brought them in along with him. And so I am here today again, January 26th, to uncover some of those things and I'll share them with you as we walk into and continue the education on this Bitcoin cryptocurrency space. Today, we're going to break down blockchain and just what blockchain does, what it is, and how it could possibly affect the industry that you're working in, that your children are seeking to work in. Um, it is, it's really a fabulous technology if it is utilized correctly. And so when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue our weekly uh, this week's educational series, just really breaking down the basics. So we're going to do blockchain today. And then tomorrow I may have some other surprises for you, but you have to stay tuned to see exactly what that is. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, In a moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580.
You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward. Welcome forward. So as we get into what blockchain is, I need for everyone to understand that blockchain is a technology. It is not cryptocurrency. It is a technology. Now, let me try my very best to break this down. Blockchain, just from the very beginning, is a ledger. A ledger meaning a record-keeping mechanism. So the difference between blockchain and a database are very simple. We all know what a database is. A database is designed for you to input information on that database then you're able to share that information with whoever you email it to or whoever you give access to. And then you're able to alter the information. If you need to make some alterations, you just go into the database, you just click it, you you change the information and then it's stored in there. And then last but not least, if you wanna delete that data, you just go in and you delete the whole entire database and you never have to see that database again. Even, in the event that you were needing someone to see that information, someone wanted to see it and you didn't want them to see it, you just delete it. That's what a database is all about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the blockchain, in my opinion, is a sophisticated database. It was only designed to do two things. And those two things, first and foremost, was to input information that everyone could see it cannot be changed and it cannot be altered in the perfect blockchain sense. And so when we look at blockchain, why is it important to the money? So you have a blockchain, but on the blockchain, you can have medical records. On the blockchain, you can have real estate records. On the blockchain, you can have birth certificates. On the blockchain, you can have death certificates. You can put any information inside of a blockchain that you want people to have and then have access to because it's supposed to be distributed. So let's talk about that because there's both decentralized blockchains and there's also centralized blockchains. And when I first really, really started getting into this space, I started investing in companies that have blockchain technology. And I thought it was a great thing to do because blockchain technology was so fantastic. But then I started to really realize the reason why Bitcoin's blockchain is so fantastic because no one person owns it. Everybody has access to the information. It cannot be altered or deleted. So if I say I have $20 worth of Bitcoin and I give you my wallet address, you can look in there and see exactly what I have. That is decentralized. It is immutable. And so nobody can change those records. The miners can either verify or deny what I'm saying. So if I say that I have $20 worth of Bitcoin and I'm trying to send it to you, and then the miners take a look and they see that I don't have that Bitcoin, they will deny that transaction. And so 
the miners are the gatekeepers for the decentralized blockchain for Bitcoin specifically. So there are blockchains everywhere. Bank of America, coincidentally, is the number one holder of blockchain patents in the United States. So they're putting blockchain technology into Bank of America. But is that a decentralized system, a blockchain system? The answer to that, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely not. It is not decentralized. And I almost guarantee you that anything that Bank of America comes out with will not allow its users, its customers to be able to access the blockchain to see inside of anything other than their own accounts. And I can arguably Bitcoin is exactly the same because if you don't have my address, you can't look into my Bitcoin account. However, if someone else's Bitcoin wallet is a given and, and you know that um, Andreas gave me $1,000 worth of Bitcoin for the homeless and you know what his wallet address is, you can actually look at his wallet address on the blockchain and find out that he sent $1,000 to someone for something. You won't be able to know exactly what it's for, but you will be able to see that that transaction happened that day, that time, and it was bona fide, legit, uh, and it happened. And so with that, um, these decentralized blockchains allow us the autonomy to stay anonymous if we would like without giving out our information to the general public but you definitely have to give your information to the platform in which uh you're buying bitcoin or whatever that is so typically it ties you to a wallet address and that wallet address then uh, you're able to see all the functions, all of the, the transactions on the blockchain. So I'm hoping I'm making sense right now. So again, blockchain can be used for many different things, not just Bitcoin, which is money. It is used for a lot of different things. So in fact, um, with the blockchain, there are thousands of blockchains. Blockchains are not inoperable, which means the Bitcoin blockchain does not work with Bank of America's blockchain. That doesn't work with Xerox's blockchain, which doesn't work with Apria Healthcare's blockchain, does not work with Walmart's blockchain. And I'm saying these companies, ladies and gentlemen, because they are absolutely implementing blockchain in their companies. And so one of the problems that we see with blockchain uh, is first of all, your business may or may not need blockchain. So there was this thing probably about 2018 and it was a buzzword, just like NFTs was a buzzword last year. Well, blockchain was a buzz in 2018, 2019. Everybody and their mother wanted blockchain technology in their business. And people would come to me for consulting and kind of be upset because I would say, you don't need blockchain technology. All you need is a database. Like why spend money on a blockchain when you can just utilize a, a database to do the same exact thing without spending the money and talking to these individuals that are trying to charge you $40,000 to set up a blockchain. It was expensive back then because it was a buzzword again, and every wanted, everybody wanted to uh, get involved in blockchain. And for those of you that are readers, I would like to suggest a book to you. And I am going to beg your pardon for not knowing the author right now. Oh, yes, I do. His name is Eric Gunthry. Uh, Eric Gunthry, he wrote a book called Blockchain or Die. 
blockchain or die. And I got a chance to meet him in person. And I got a chance to, obviously, I had ordered this book before I met him, but then I got a signed copy when I actually met him. And it's really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting read. And I think it will help you decipher if you need to add or implement blockchain into your business. Blockchain is the way of the future. It is a technology. It is going to be here to stay as well. It's not going to be here to stay. It is here to stay. But in, the, in respect to who is going to use it and who's going to continue using it, that is uh, to be determined. I'm just going to say it that way, to be determined. Because I've seen a lot of things on the blockchain that shouldn't be there and are not going to be scalable. And the reason why I say that is let's just take Chipotle. And Chipotle is not actually doing this, but the blockchain was designed uh, for situations like Chipotle. I don't know if you all remember when there was a actual food scare they couldn't figure out what at Chipotle was making people sick. Was it the chicken? Was it the olives? Was it the, the green onions? Was it what was making people sick? Well, if the blockchain had been implemented in the supply chain sense, they would have been able to find out in seconds where all of the supplies from that were going to Chipotle actually originated from. They would be able to find out what farm the chickens came from, who transported the chickens, what the temperature was of the truck. Uh, while the chickens were en route, was there something that happened that may have contaminated the, the chickens and caused salmonella before they were actually brought to market? All of those things are actually logged on the blockchain because again, ladies and gentlemen, the blockchain stores information. So to understand how blockchain will work in the situation of Chipotle, and let's just say specifically the chickens, the farm would have to have a blockchain and the farm would say chicken laid these eggs at certain amount of uh, these chickens at certain day or year. And these chickens hatched, they were fed this type of feed, which makes them organic, certified organic. And it's logged by the company that is growing the chickens. And then they would pass it off to uh, the transportation company once those chickens are of age. And that transportation company would say, hey, we had these chickens and we were en route from Florida, from South Florida to uh, to 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 the packing plant, the meat packing plant that was in Mobile, Alabama. And during that time, uh, the chickens were comfortable. We didn't lose any chickens in transport, which means all of the chickens were healthy at the point that we had them. We unloaded the chickens at said plant. Said plant now has a, a database that says, hey, we slaughtered the chickens. We cleaned the chickens. Uh, the chickens were always, they always remained at 32 degrees and they were bagged and packaged and all the things that happen inside of the plant are actually documented on the blockchain as they are being done. And then when the chickens are packaged, then they're passed off to the next company who has a blockchain that says these chickens were transported um, at six below because they were packaged and they needed to be frozen and then they were delivered to Chipotle at 10:56 p.m. and from there Chipotle needs to to log that they took the chickens they they got them out there was no type of smell or anything that they could tell and they they char grilled them and they chopped them and they did whatever and then they went on the assembly line this day at this store so at on this day at this store these people got sick 
It wasn't in California. Maybe it was in New York. So they know exactly where those chickens went because they're able to look at the blockchain and tell exactly who transported them, who froze them, who bagged them, who did all those things from the start. So within seconds, ladies and gentlemen, they can trace the origin of those chickens. That is what blockchain technology offers. However, that system is fragmented because the chicken farm has a blockchain. So does the trucking company. So does the packing company. And so does the next tracking company. And so does Chipotle. And so what people are trying to do is figure out how to make it not fragmented where it all comes together and it's all interoperable, where each individual company that is agreeing to work together, their blockchains are talking to each other so that you can get accurate information. When this happens, ladies and gentlemen, blockchain technology is going to be absolutely awesome. It's already great. But when interoperability happens, it is going to be incredible. It is going to uh, just open up so many doors for so many fantastic things. Let's think about voting. We wouldn't spend months on voting if we just voted on the blockchain. And the blockchain could tell it all within seconds. No more trying to count ballots. No more trying to do all of these things that happen. No more voter fraud. No more. None of that stuff would take place because it would be on the blockchain. And every single thing that we did would be able to be accounted for. And so I'm super excited about the technology. And I really hope that whatever industry that you're in, that you are starting to understand how that industry will possibly be changed by the utilization of black blockchain. So let's talk about real estate first and foremost, because real estate, there's a lot of us that are in real estate, either we're buying real estate or real estate brokers, or we're thinking about buying real estate. Just think of how phenomenal the, the industry would be if you did not have to go to the county recorder to look for or file a deed at all. You don't have to file a deed because you can look at the blockchain and find out that Naja Roberts owns this property free and clear. She has no liens, no encumbrances, and she sold this property to her next door neighbor uh, for a certain amount of said dollars on this date, this time, and it was free and clear. That cut out the need for title insurance because the blockchain cannot be altered or deleted. So if it states that Naja Roberts owns the property, that means Naja Roberts owns the property free and clear. There is nobody else that can come and lay claim to the property because the blockchain is the blockchain is the blockchain for that particular county recorder. Again, fragmented. So that county recorder would hold those records and pr preferably they would not be able to be altered or deleted. And I know that there has to be some things in place to make that work properly, but that is absolutely what will happen with uh, the blockchain eventually in the real estate space. So you won't have any need for escrow anymore. Why do you need escrow? Escrow grows to check that the person selling the property is actually the person that sells the is selling the property. Well, if blockchain is in place, you can already tell that. But not only that, does the person on the other end have the money? So the blockchain is an if-then thing. If Naja Roberts owns the property, then the money that the neighbor put into into uh into a bank account is released to nausea at the same time the deed is released, released to the neighbor eliminating 
escrow all together. It is a beautiful thing because escrow fees are high, title insurance is high, and you can use that money to pay towards your house as opposed to these other services and goods that are needed right now because documents and records can be changed, stuff can be forged, all of those things. But with the blockchain, things can't be forged as easy. So that is another use case. So we talked about money being Bitcoin. We talked about real estate. We talked about supply chain. So let's talk about health records. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that you all know that medicine companies, pharmaceutical companies actually are uh, monetizing your medical records. Now, let's just do case in point. I love Kaiser. I've been with Kaiser for 53 years. But Kaiser has used several sinus medications on me. And I am believing and understanding now since COVID has happened that my medical record is being monetized by Kaiser because every pharmaceutical company that has to do with sinus medication is wanting to know how the medicine worked for Naja Roberts. And so in order for them to get that information, they have to pay Kaiser Permanente because there are studies being done with or without our permission that teach these pharmaceutical companies what uh, works for African-Americans, what works for Caucasians. And all of these studies are not being done because we're going in for these studies. They're going in because they have access to our medical records. Do you know how hard it is for us to get our medical records? I've tried it several times. It's very hard. But ladies and gentlemen, what if there was a blockchain where we owned our own medical records and we can monetize our own medical records with these medical companies? It is happening. It is happening right on the blockchain. So again, blockchain is a technology. Blockchain exists with or without Bitcoin, but Bitcoin does not exist without blockchain. It has to be on the blockchain because the blockchain is the technology that moves money to another level. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after sports, traffic and news, we will have more of this cryptocurrency conversation and this blockchain conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. El Salvador is on a financial trajectory that nobody expected. Despite the hard criticism, the harsh criticism that we all get in this Bitcoin currency and cryptocurrency space, President Nailib Bukele has always defended Bitcoin. The facts end up proving him right. Indeed, the president of El Salvador is super excited that he has paid all of his debts, ladies and gentlemen, valued at $800 million off, free and clear. All the interest generated by these debts has also been paid. Not surprisingly, in my opinion, I just knew it was going to happen. And I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to happen for us as well. I just hope that our community stays steadfast and vigilant and is not looking and worrying about the naysayers. Just the naysayers will not 
will not be the ones to uh, come and rescue you when money changes and you're going to need this Bitcoin. I am telling you. One of the other things that um, the president, Bukalele, Bukele, I think that's how you pronounce his name. And I apologize that I don't have that. It's B-U-K-E-L-E for those of you that are looking it up. He said, they lie and lie and lie. And when their lies are exposed, they go on silence mode. And he's talking about all the countries that have threatened him and told him that he wouldn't succeed, that Bitcoin would prove to be the worst decision that he ever made, that he needed to continue to use their currency. And I'm not going to say who they is, but y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and then they disappear because now they have to shut up because El Salvador is out of debt. Wouldn't it be fabulous for the United States to be out of debt? But how can they be out of debt if they are utilized? It's just a whole long issue. And I'm smiling because I am super proud of what they have accomplished over in El Salvador. But not only that, ladies and gentlemen, because of their success, the state of Arizona has decided that they are going to push harder for the bill to make cryptocurrency a legal form of currency in Arizona because they want to get out of debt and they also want to be self they want to be self-sufficient and they think that they can do that with Bitcoin and so uh, they believe that cryptocurrency is their future and the Arizona there's a couple of Republicans uh, Wendy Rogers is a Republican and uh, she is pushing pushing, pushing, pushing to make Bitcoin legal tender in the state of Arizona. And so she proposed a law on, on yesterday, which if passed would make Arizona the first state in the United States to recognize Bitcoin as legal form of tender. Is tender. And so um, this is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. So again, when you think that Bitcoin may or may not be real, it may or may not go away, just understand that real people are utilizing Bitcoin for good and finally getting up under the foot of those individuals that have held them down, as I stated at the beginning of this fabulous radio show. If we continue to do the same things that we've always done, we're going to continue to get the same things that we've always gotten. And the El Salvadorian president recognizes that. And so does the state of well, this particular uh, senator uh, in the state of uh, Arizona. But I know that in my community, if we continue to do the same things that we've always done, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue to get what we've always gotten. And so I say to each and every one of you, Bitcoin is where it's at. Bitcoin is where it's going to be. And if we have the asset that everyone else is going to be seeking, we're going to put our community in a very, very good place here and now, but in the very near future. And again, this isn't about getting rich quick. This is about a chess game. In chess, you play for the long haul. You look at the plays that are being made. You try to figure out what's going to be played two or three uh, 
two or three plays down the board. We are in a game of chess right now, economically, financially, everything that we do that has to do with money. It's not about right now. It's not about spending. It's not about, about what I need to buy. It is about what I need to be saving and how I need to be moving and grooving in this new financial space. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will get into the section called Ask Naja Roberts. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So on the Ask Naja Roberts segment today, we're going to just continue uh, the conversation about blockchain so I can answer a question about what industries exactly blockchain will change and there's many more than this but i'm just going to start with a few so that we know exactly how and what and i i shared some of them but i want to make sure that uh you all are understanding them so number one one of the biggest one that is going to change as i stated uh is money so banking banking is going to change So that is one of the industries that will definitely be affected by uh, blockchain. Then, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have a change in the cybersecurity space. Cyber attacks are at the top of the threat to the digital world. And uh, they're breaching all the time, like Equifax and Target and so many things go crazy all the time. But blockchain technology can end all of those nightmares. It can secure the data against unauthorized access and tampering. So yes, cybersecurity is a way that it can happen. We talked about supply chain. We talked about how within seconds, they'll be able to find out where the contaminated food came from, from which farm based on which which distributors came from where and what stores people were getting sick at. All of those things are going to be able to Uh, be checked out very quickly. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, Walmart is already using blockchain technology. And so it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm going to say Walmart is a big, huge giant, but they are definitely fragmented because all of their vendors are not using blockchain, which they actually should be, but they're not. Uh, And so we talked about healthcare, how on the blockchain, there is a myriad of problems that exist with storage of people's health data. But no more if we utilize the blockchain. And so I'm excited about that. Then we get into government. I talked a little bit about voting and how it would help with voting. But uh, that is, and I don't want to say but, because that is a big, huge thing. If we could change the way voting is done, this would be fabulous. And there's already programs out there. They just don't want to use them because they're so used to manipulating things. The electoral college, uh, they just don't want to see anything change. And it has to be changed. It's flawed. There's so many people in the state of California. Why do we only have a certain, I mean, it, it, it's just not cut up properly and fairly. And so with voting being on the blockchain, we can absolutely change some things. And then we talk about 
of the changes that are going to be made to insurance right now, specifically life insurance agents go door to your door. And I don't want to say door to door, but they come do kitchen table presentations. We used to call them. Uh, they sit with you kneecap to kneecap. Well, they won't have to sit with you from kneecap to kneecap because you can release your uh, medical records off the blockchain to them. And then they can also utilize that information so that they don't need insurance agents any longer because the blockchain will be able to do the underwriting for them. And so a lot of things are going to go out of uh, play as it relates to the insurance industry as well. And so that's a biggie. Transportation. Right now, if you are going airports just know that there is a young lady named Sarita Hines she's African-American she created an app called trust a bit and that's what the airlines use and it's on the blockchain to help them decipher when planes are late when there has been some sort of a malfunction on a plane that uh, again cannot be erased or deleted or altered and so trust a bit is doing their thing in that space and so it is absolutely happening in the transportation industry. And I'm really super proud of what uh, Sarita Hines has done. And then there's cloud storage. All of the things that are being saved, it can be saved on the blockchain as opposed to cloud storage. We talked about real estate. So there is just the future lies in the hands of blockchain technology. And I hope that you know that we are poised and on our way to be working in the future with an incredible technology that will take our community so much further. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Afraid to say what you see for KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward, welcome forward. All right, everyone. It is time for our daily dollar cost average. You know what I say, a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And so what we are doing is dollar cost averaging our way to wealth. And as you know, every day live on air, I buy $6 worth of Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. There are a hundred pennies in a dollar, but there are 100,000 Satoshis in a Bitcoin. And so I want to make sure that you understand that you never have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy fractional pieces of Bitcoin. We do it every day. We do it with just $6 a day. And so what I want you to do is take out your cell phones and go to your Black Wall Street wallet. And we are going to buy on the Black Wall Street wallet. If you haven't already downloaded the wallet, you can find it on your app store or your play store. But what we're going to do is click on this purple circle in the middle. And it has two white arrows that click. And then you go to buy Bitcoin. You click on $6 and it allows you one time, once a month, or you set it up and forget it. You can set it up and forget it, but every single day we're doing this manually just because I want you all to see how this actually works. But we're going to click on $6 one time. Today, I'm going to put it in my designated wallet, which is my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. I'm going to hit continue. And voila, I have just purchased $6 worth of Satoshis. And I'm getting less Satoshis today than I could a week ago only because the price of Bitcoin is going up. And so we 
do dollar cost averaging because it helps us get rid of the volatility. We buy when the market is high, we buy when the market is low, and so it evens itself out. And I'm excited about this. And by April 1st, you will see how much Bitcoin I have amassed by just doing a simple $6 dollar cost average. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, y'all don't touch that dial. It is time to make way for the DL Hughley Show. I wanna thank each and every one of you for rocking with me, your host, Naja Roberts, on this fabulous day as we talk to you on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. Hey, you're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.